0: Oh, this is weird! I can't get up! I can't get up! We had to call an ambulance, and I remember that you know, the paramedics—they struggled picking me up. It was two dudes. It was two dudes, and they were like, in there. They were old. It was an Asian dude and a black dude, and they're like, "Yo, kid, you're pretty heavy." I, remember, I was like, "Fuck."
1: Welcome to The Worst Asian Podcast, where a couple Asian-American millennials give you our shitty opinions on all things Asian. My name is Linji. I'm here with my co-host, Ben. Well, hello there, sir. How are you doing? I am well. I see you just changed clothes. I did. I also just changed clothes. You did. (laughs) (laughs) Did Look at that. We did a little wardrobe change. Some uh, BTS uh, inside baseball kind of stuff. Ben and I record multiple episodes back to back. But yes. for the whole social media part of
0: it, we don't want, want to look like we're wearing the same shirt all the damn time. I, re- I just realized that when you say like, bring a change of clothes, like, oh, you're right. Because it's like four episodes straight of, is that his only thing that he <laughs> yes. wears?
1: How old is that hat? My wardrobe is actually very, very simplistic. So even though I'm not trying to wear the same thing every recording, I have clothes that look very much the same. You're like uh, Doug Funny. Plain unbranded tees. Um, I've been getting a lot of people uh, critiquing
0: my appearance on the videos, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> critiquing your posture in general uh not so much the posture they're like you need to shave more don't uh, wear your hat blah, blah blah so now i'm trying to be a little more camped dude doesn't matter eh, you know what just doing what i can't just do you th- try
1: do you think you would care less if you were not single honest question oh pff, like if you had someone long term you're stable you'd you have to worry about that shit like me would you care less about how you look on
0: the internet i'm not gonna lie i still do care about how i look even uh, if even you were well, in the long term yeah, yeah like I don't want to be fat because, you know, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm so fat. When I was skinnier, I still remember how good it felt. Right back when you were 16 years old. Exactly. Two decades ago, it felt did, great. It felt good still. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would like to keep that going. Um, it's joints feel
1: much better. You know, it gets harder and harder to get into shape the older you get. I there know. comes <sighs> a point where, let's just take... say 40 years old, right? just arbitrary number. There comes a point when you, you pass that Ooh. barrier... It's going to be impossible for you to get into quote-unquote peak shape. Oh, dude. So unless you do it now and you maintain it, you're just never going to get there. Steroids. Great. Great. Steroids.
0: Yeah. You know, TRT, HGH, MSG. All, God, all that good stuff. Just insert chemistry into your body. <laughs> i just like, I have a syringe. it like, ah, turn more and more delicious. Ah,
1: uh, umami. I feel very umami today. Yeah. But you actually did that couple push-ups before we started recording this
0: episode. Lin, didn't know this, but I actually do uh, some squats and push-ups just to get myself pumped up because I'm a little tired or hungover for these
1: episodes. I thought you were actually trying to like pump up your muscles so you look better on camera. I, I thought that's no. why you were doing push-ups and no, squats. I
0: actually, I didn't even think about that until you said it. I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. It'll give me the pump. You're just trying to get the blood circulating through your body. It needs to circulate through my brain more. <laughs> That's what I need right you now. You should
1: just hang upside down like a bat. <laughs> hang upside down like a bat. Get as much blood to your head as possible. Oh, uh, get an
0: aneurysm. We should share. do this
1: podcast where you hang it upside
0: down. <laughs> like a fucking tomato. I love it.
1: How have you been this week, aka the past 10 minutes since we recorded the last episode?
0: Uh, You know, I got to go work out in your living room. That was nice. I'm wearing our official worst asian pod merchandise the one singular
1: t-shirt that a fan gifted to us yes thank you so much uh
0: shout out to eric i will say
1: speaking of gifts i also want to give a shout out to Isabel. uh she hosts proudly asian another fellow podcast friend. she sent us a bunch of gifts over and specifically she sent you a gift that will not work which book did she get you
0: uh she got me um uh, the number one uh, new york times bestseller time management for dumbasses <laughs> dumbasses
1: time management for dummies oh dummies yes but the best part of it was she wrote on a little gift note it said, uh, last attempt to save Linji's sanity.
0: Yes. Thank you for the gift. I'm probably going to return it for cash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and buy alcohol. Ben's going to burn it as uh, fuel, fuel for his <laughs> fire. It gets cold in the winter here. Uh, I was it for my barrel fires and shit. And uh, thank you for the doll, by the way. This is. It's extremely fucking adorable. She
1: got you a boba tea doll as well. Yes, I don't drink boba at all. Going back to the book part, she doesn't realize that you don't
0: know how to read. I don't know how to read, so I'm hoping <laughs> it's a coloring book. <laughs> And when you mean time management, I'm assuming you just mean how to keep me occupied for 15 <laughs> minutes. I will try my best to keep it in between the lines.
1: Uh, thank you, Isabel. We appreciate the gifts. We yes. really do. Right.
0: You are the sweetest. Thank you, Isabel.
1: What we got today? Uh, today, we're going to be talking about a topic that I think was very confusing to both you and I. We started recently hearing this term, third culture kid. Yeah. Now, when we were kids, when we were growing up, I don't think this was a common thing that was thrown around,
0: right? Uh I think everyone. There's a bunch of us that were going through it. We just didn't know it was, you know, a that's what it was called,
1: right? So the whole point of this podcast is for Ben and I, and for you, the listeners, to listen to our bullshit as we try to discover more about our Asian heritage. So, yes, given that this term third culture kid" has become very popular, how much bullshit can we talk about it today? That is point of this
0: episode. I think we could. I think we could uh, safely say we could do at least two hours worth of, of complete bullshit, <laughs> top notch bullshit.
1: What they very underlying slim foundation effects (laughs) that's that's what we're gonna do it's like made out of what like fucking fiberglass and shit i'm just going to define the term third culture kid as the internet and mr google sensei like to be that's
0: how you know when we don't have much material is when we start actually giving like real definitions
1: and shit i want to give the real definition so that as we talk about our bullshit people don't get confused and they're like oh these guys don't know what the (laughs) fuck they're talking about this is a comedy podcast, guys. You don't come here for the facts. Nope, not at all. Okay, as the internet would like to say, a third culture kid is one... I already fucked this up. Is um, <laughs> a kid. Is a child. Uh-huh. Is a child who grows up in a culture different from the one in which his or her parents grew up in. Now, on the surface, this sounds like it describes a lot of different people. Yeah. Just by that definition, you would think that you and I... Fall under it. Fall under it. But not necessarily, because you and oh. I... You more so, because you were born here would just be considered an Asian-American who from time to time has some conflicts with his identity being American or being Korean, right?
0: Yes, or Mexican.
1: But a third culture kid is, for example, someone that is like the child of a business person who travels to different countries to do business for like four or five years and travels to another place to do business. So that's more the category of kids that we're talking about.
0: Oh, that's some next level moving shit. Right.
1: Ambassador kids, people who go to like different countries to represent right. their own country so they stay in that country for a certain period of time then move back so the biggest question i was able to find that like helps you differentiate a third culture kid is you can ask the kid where do you consider home
0: got you so
1: this helps to differentiate between you like for instance ben you are born in america but you're a korean american yeah. your parents grew up in a different culture yeah but if i ask you ben where do you consider home What's the first thing that comes to mind? Uh, I consider myself a Queens boy. A Queens Flushing boy. Flushing Queens. America, New York, Flushing Queens, all that jazz. Yes, but if you were to ask a third culture kid, for better or worse, positive or negative, a lot of them can't just pinpoint one particular place that they call home. They have home. to think about it. They're transients of, of both places, and they may not necessarily latch onto one country as their right. quote-unquote home.
0: Huh. That's I never really thought about that. But yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of people like that, especially in today's society, with the advancement of travel.
1: Everything's international, so it's so much easier to travel around for work and for whatever. You know, like some rich ass people send their kids overseas to
0: international school, right? That's true. I know some kids that like a lot of managers that I've met in my life. Yeah. Apparently, this is really, really well off. Like it's the top school for um, hospitality. It's uh, located somewhere in Europe, somewhere in Sweden, I think. Hospitality? Yeah. So it's like a managerial school for like the hospitality industry. For food and beverage? For food and beverage, host- uh, hotels. hotel, okay, yeah, okay. Entertainment, like right. clubs. But huh. there's a school for it. So you have all walks of life, right? But the number one thing, it's it's very, very expensive. So you got to be a rich-ass parent. You to have be, to be yeah. rich. So anytime I hear someone that comes in, and like, this manager, dude, got money. they're like 22, 23, suited up and shit, right? Yeah. I'm like, this kid is a spoiled-ass brat. <laughs> he doesn't know shit for shit. And that school is known for being a notorious party school, by the way.
1: Oh, so kids are going there to quote unquote learn, but they're just like,
0: yeah. Yeah, but it's like they're using daddy's money to like go into the industry where they don't really give a shit about. But
1: does that person come in and grab a job that's above you? As a 20-something year old, they get a job that's managerial level above you and then you having been in the food hospitality, blah, blah, blah for decades. You probably have some bad feelings towards that kid.
0: Uh, Yeah, and this is the thing. It's more so like there's a huge difference between when you're, let's say like you worked at a job and your boss was in their 20s. And you're right now in your 30s. You know there's going to be a... He's going to... The, the way they just communicate... is different. It's going to be ass. And
1: they're too by the books because they don't have much real life experience. By
0: the books. They can just be assholes. They're entitled. They're bratty. You're know, like you
1: picturing someone right now as you're... As I really <laughs> am
0: because I met so many of these type of people where they just come in because they got the degree. Either they're just really lazy or they just don't know what the fuck they're doing. So I don't know where I'm going with this, but oh, now I remember... There's a lot of them where they come in where they're from Texas, you know, but like they also came from like originally their parents are like from European descent, yeah, but yeah. they consider this some white, you know, but they consider themselves like, oh, I'm born and raised Florida. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a Miami boy. And then they go to this, you know, European school yeah. for, you know, a good amount of years. And then they come back a completely different person.
1: Oh, by the way, guys, I'm not sure if I said this. Third culture kids is a term not just for Asian people. It's just a term no. in general for all kids. So you could be from right. Europe and, and move to Asia, to Australia, wherever. It's just kids that just get like thrown around like a bunch of balls.
0: Yeah, you could be like you know South African or something, and you move to the States, and then from there you move up to Canada. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, the possibilities are endless.
1: Something that I've always thought about when I first heard about this is, what's so different about this compared to me? Because I, unlike you, was not born in America. I actually okay. went to France for a couple of years during my early age, and then I came here as a pretty young kid as well. Right. So I've never really had this struggle in terms of growing up and thinking I'm between different well, countries and whatnot can right? i ask
0: you this like you asked me but like what do you consider yourself american american, american like
1: right? i don't have that struggle and because i don't have that struggle does that mean i don't qualify under this not that i give a shit if i'm called a third culture kid oh, or okay. asian american chinese american you know whatever it's right. just that you
0: wouldn't be offended if i go yo what's up Frenchie?" okay that coming from you i might just punch you in the face but why with what your baguette and shit <laughs> huh <laughs> uh, au revoir Oh, monsieur.
1: Yo, if you take a baguette and you let it sit there for a week, that shit gets, it's like a bat. (laughs) It gets hard. (laughs) It's an edible bat. A stale baguette is pretty goddamn hard. That is true, actually. They're pretty large. They're they're large. That's true. You're right. (laughs) You chose the one thing where I actually might hurt you if I hit with you with it. Yo, if you like,
0: if you take that and just like, Jam it straight too, into just on his face. Yeah. Oh my
1: god. Have you ever been to like a baguette slice uh, that was like baguette. too hard? Actually hurts the roof of your mouth. It's almost like a
0: dog bone at
1: that point. Yeah, it's fucking hard. That is true. I've heard from people because I don't yeah. have much memories of my childhood in the France, but I've heard from people you know, like there's that constant smell of coffee and fresh baked bread all over the city. Uh, it is part of the cultural norm. Just is, to it, have like is a nice it true, pastry. you French
0: people? Uh, Why
1: are you saying you French people? You French people. I, I, people, I just you know. told you I'm Chinese American. <laughs> <and I, laughs>
0: You smoke your cigarettes and your black coffee and go like, You know you
1: love? Suck bleu. You love any excuse to do your shitty French accent on this podcast.
0: What do you mean, Linji? This is my French accent.
1: (laughs) Do you not like it? Anyway, so I don't think I have that struggle. So this isn't the worst
0: French podcast?
1: Side, adjacent side question. Did you have any struggles identifying
0: as being a Korean or as an American kid growing up? Oh, dude. Hell yeah. I I grew up hating being a Korean male. Um... I didn't know it subconsciously, but like I think that's why, like I like I'm the only Korean in our friend group. I realized too, our close friend group. Yeah, and I was just like wondering about that, and I realized growing up, I was like, man, Korean people or Korean men. My from growing up with my father, I had the best relationship with my father growing up. Yeah, now it's great. You know, I love him. You just re- I recently talked with him. Yep. He's probably talking mad shit about me.
1: Talking mad shit about you.
0: I love talking to
1: your dad. Talking shit about you in the language that we both don't understand. Yes, yes. He's like,
0: ah, <laughs> uh, Ben. My son? No, not my son. We oh, do a lot of guy.
1: hand motions and a lot of shaking yeah. our heads.
0: Yes, yes. That's a universal way of saying it. I don't know shit. <laughs> I cannot understand you.
1: By the way, as a quick side note, this is probably 20 years too late, but you're the token Korean guy in their group.
0: <laughs> Yo, You know what's funny? My dad actually growing up did not... My dad was pretty racist. Actually, he's still pretty racist because he's like the old school... He's old school and you he a uh, different time. So he'd be you like, you kind of give him a pass. Um, but growing up, he did not like you guys. I remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And, I remember. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> was this because we were Chinese? It was literally because we were Chinese. <laughs> and then uh, shout out to our fat friend. He's like, don't trust fat people. <laughs> Joke's uh, on him. He has two fat sons. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he, he hated it. But I remember growing up, uh, my dad did not like the idea. He's like, if you guys all get into trouble, your your Chinese quote unquote friends are going to rat you out because you're the only Korean. <laughs> he, he, he fucking hated you guys. And uh, to the point where I it's remember... It's a strong word, by the way. Yeah. No, he probably did. Because he, he was like, yo, these Chinese people are going to probably put my son in jail and shit. That's what he thought. And then I was like, no, dad, they're a bunch of like little bitches. Like, they're, they're harmless. Wow. Wow. Thank you, by and, the way. <laughs> and uh, like, he wasn't used to that fact that I had a curfew growing up. I had a curfew. I couldn't stay out past 10. Yeah. And there was one time we were at our fat friend's house. It was all of us. My dad was so pissed. He wanted to meet all of you. And he made all of you guys stand next to each other outside. I don't remember this. Was I there? You were there. And huh. you were all there. And my dad was yelling at you. because, And you guys didn't obviously understand what was going on. I was embarrassed and shit. He, came, he drove all the way. He's like, what's the address? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, yo, yeah. my dad's going to come pick me up. <laughs> he's going to murder y'all. You need to leave the country right now. And then um, our fat friend had his hands in his pocket. and Oh, I remember this now. Yeah. The hand part. Yeah. And then my dad got so pissed. He's like you disrespectful fat fuck. <laughs> and he never forgot we that. We can
1: laugh about this now because we're all yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah, Exactly, exactly.
0: My dad loves you guys now.
1: He didn't like that friend just because he stood there with his hands in his pocket while your dad was yelling. Yeah,
0: and he he wasn't being disrespectful. He was just cold. He was like, I didn't he know. Was cold. He was just cold. <laughs> and my dad was like, how dare you, you know? Uh, you know? it's funny. Our fat friend wasn't even that fat back then. He was the skinniest out of all of us. Maybe at some point. At, at, at when he was born. like oh. As soon as he came out, I think that was when he was the skinniest. Oh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> yeah. How the tables have leaned. Yes. But yes, uh, going back to what you're saying. So you don't feel like a little Frenchy, French-y doodle. The French part, definitely not because I had so few years there. Did you know French?
1: I I, yeah. I was there for kindergarten for oh. a year before and then also for kindergarten. So I'm sure... You I had have, the little hat? I, dude, not everyone fucking walks around with, with a beret on their head. Oh, that's what it's goes, You're just a picturing beret. people with berets, cappuccinos, a, and yes. like a baguette. You didn't have a baguette in your little no, parcel? I didn't have a baguette then? in my parcel. <laughs> the two cultures I have are Chinese and American. When I look at myself, I just think, oh, I'm a Chinese-American, and I feel very American. Like, America is my home. Right. I don't have that struggle. Some of these third-culture kids don't know where they really lie in because when you move around that much or even yeah. if you just move once.
0: And it's so different. And it's just so impactful.
1: And maybe you move there later in your life because I came to America at a right. relatively young age when I was six years old. So I didn't have as much um, upbringing in other cultures, mm-hmm. right? But some of these kids like maybe come to a different country when they're in their... Teens. Their teens. Then yeah. it becomes hard because then you've literally right. lived a full like conscious life
0: in a different place. I think it's kind of like... I, there was this comedian. I forgot his name now. I think it's Henry Cho, but... He's Korean, but he was born in the States, but he has the craziest Southern accent. This accent is not fake. This is how I sound, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really does it. And I'm like, holy shit, I can only imagine like... How much shit he has to go through when... when right. Like, people see him. You're not going to think like he's American. Not only that, you would not think he's from the South. Does he look very Korean-Korean? Like, he looks like he should be at a liquor store. Like, <laughs> he's at the front desk, or you're <laughs> dropping off your your fucking laundry... He looks just like that, dude. Uh-huh. Like, Opens his mouth and just sounds very Southern. Oh, yeah, sorry.
1: I was you can't do a Southern accent,
0: can you? It's kind yeah, of tough. Yeah, Yeah, it's like. I go for it. Uh, I'll say, I'll say. <laughs> That's all you can say. Yeah. Uh, my, my Lord, it's uh, it's hotter than a, than a chicken roost in a, in a turkey breast oven, girl. You know what I'm saying? My Lord. That made no sense, by the way. Yeah, where are my biscuits, huh? There is a difference
1: between, oh, what do you think about fobs? The term FOB. Is FOB, is it kind of like derogatory now? FOB for anyone that doesn't know means fresh off the boat. Yeah. It used to be more
0: derogatory and maybe it still kind of is. That's what I, I I never considered. But now that I'm thinking about like as we got older, I'm like, yo, is it kind of fucked up to say you're a FOB? But here's the thing though. The term
1: FOB or fresh off the boat FOB is exclusively only used within us Asian people. Is so it? you don't have white people calling us fobs or FOBs. It's only us Asians pointing at each other like that Spider-Man meme yeah, yeah, yeah. and just like saying <laughs> yeah, and just yeah. saying fob or fresh off the boat. It's That's kinda true. like our own internal derogatory term of each other.
0: I think you bring up a really good point in the sense of like we have such a strong connection to our culture. Even though we're born and raised here, we celebrate a little new year in terms of food and cooking, all that. Like we're still very heavy involved. Language as well. I guess a lot of Americans growing up including ourselves, we probably do our best trying to reclaim or still hold on to our our heritage, our home country.
1: That sounds more like the struggle of an Asian American, like a second generation or later Asian American, like that struggle to hold on to your Asian part of it. Right. Because you're so heavily rooted in America.
0: Right. Because like, you know, a lot of white Americans, they are technically of European descent, right? Right. But they're generations removed from that. So it's not the same. Right. They just consider like most people in Long Island, they'll be like, I'm white. But like I would say, Italian Americans are still very strongly knit into their culture. But Irish even then, too, Irish too. Yeah. But there's still it, there's a very big difference between an Italian American and an, an Italian overseas, yes, fresh yes, off the yes, boat. Yes, yeah, and you can clearly see that, and they will even differentiate that. Right. I guess where it comes back to the whole identity thing.
1: You would never call fresh off the boat because you were born in America. I probably right. at some point during my young adolescent life was was probably called that. Um. What I'm trying to ask is like, when do you shed that title? I no longer consider myself fresh off the bill clearly because I've right. I've Americanized to a point where this is my home. I yeah. understand the culture here. This is my culture
0: as much as it is America's culture. I personally just consider you, you know, straight up Flushing Head. You know, that's the term, right? Where we say Flushing Head. Yeah, just um, the Queens boy. Yeah, I personally don't like being referred to as a Flushing person because of all the negative connotation that wait, comes wait, with that's it.
1: That's a side note. You don't like being called
0: a Flushing I, person? I, I as don't a, like telling people I'm from Flushing. Huh. I've never heard you say this. Yeah, because like there's a lot of negative connotations that's um, tied with it, and a lot of it, unfortunately, are associated with Korean males. I mean, there are some like Chinese people that are bad. It's a sense of like the darker side of flushing. So you would rarely be called a Queens person, a Queens resident? Right.
1: So whenever I make these social media posts, I shouldn't put location Flushing Queens. I should, I, put, mean, I should put Queens
0: instead. I, I, I don't give a shit to that extent, but it's like, it's funny. A lot of people that meet me, they're like, oh, you know what? I didn't think you're from uh, Flushing Queens. I figured you're, you're from Cali. I get that a lot sometimes. Like huh. People think I'm from Cali.
1: I know West Coast Asians have a different vibe. That is yeah. for sure. Yeah. But, so, the, but the vibe that you and I give up have always been very Queens.
0: I, yeah, I agree. I agree. But it's also like, it's just, you know, we grew up in a pretty bad time with schools, especially with yeah. the violence, right? A lot of our friends talk a little ghetto, you know, and to yeah. this day, they still talk a little ghetto. Right. When you see that, it's like, oh, uh, like you're not, that's not really you. But at the same time, it is because you were born here. Maybe that is them. Though. Like,
1: there's the whole thing about Aquafina She has that. Oh, black scent. A lot of it is because she grew up in neighborhoods where predominantly black or her, right. she grew up with friends around that. And yeah. when you naturally assimilate to a culture and you pick that up, not because you're fucking trying. Right. Just because that is a natural part of growing up in that neighborhood. Right. Can you say that her accent
0: is not authentic or that it's fake? See, that's the thing. For me personally, I think because people are not exposed to someone like her where she's authentic as it comes to being like, you know, another person from Queens, you know, from Queens, from New York and shit. Yeah. So I I can relate and I can defend her.
1: But Um, how do you feel about her now later in her life where she has kind of dropped that accent or she's trying harder not to push that out there as much?
0: I don't really mind because I don't think she's changed her personality for as much as you can say because I can use Cardi B and Nicki Minaj's examples too. Yeah. You know, Cardi B, she's like queen of the BX, right? The Bronx and shit. She still has a personality, but she also knows she has to conduct herself. And that comes with it with the spotlight. Right. Sometimes different situations,
1: you have to just tone things down,
0: tone right. things up. It's the same reason why you, you, you wear pants to a job interview, right? There you go. You
1: don't go to like a job interview in sweatpants, but you are yo. still the fucking same person. You're the same person, whether you're wearing a three-piece suit or just right. sweatpants. Right,
0: exactly. Time. So like, for example, at my job, it's predominantly, I would say, a clientele is black. And I have people say like, yo, you're like a black Asian. And then they're like, oh, like I hope you're not offended. Yeah. And it's kind of like in the black community, you know, when they use the N word, right? That's not our word to say. But it is, for me, it's a term of endearment. So for them to say to you, it's like, oh, I'm, thank you. It's like I won a fucking Emmy or something. <laughs> you know, but to this day, I personally, my rule is I will never use that word. Of course not. Yeah. Yeah. But some people in our community, whether you're Spanish or other descent, they still use it because that's where we grew up with. So for me and yeah. you, like we hear people talking like that. It's nothing weird to us, right? Just because we
1: grew up with people that don't look like they should be talking like that, but
0: who do talk like that, right? So you know, it's becoming like more of like a smorgasbord of like, oh shit, what's going on?
1: Yeah, shit gets confusing. It's like that's um, what I'm
0: saying. It's very, very confusing. This shit.
1: Queen's very own Jakey Cho, right? The way he talks, you're like, yo, how is this little Korean kid talking like this
0: in a certain way? Just because that's how he grew up, right? Yeah, they're gonna say, oh, he sounds hood and shit, but it's like, no, that's. That's just kind of how he talks and shit. That's just what we're used to. So and That's even, how I grew up. And people listening to us now, funny enough, we do have international listeners.
1: Before this podcast, I didn't realize the style in which we talk. Yeah. Not so much the accent, because I don't think we have an accent per se that's like right. from Queens, but just the vocabulary, the lexicon that we use, the, the terms. lexicon. <laughs> oh,
0: is that a type of ring? Is that a type of diamond? Someone definitely did not get their GED and graduated <laughs> here. Ooh. Nothing wrong with getting your GED, by the way. Um,
1: identifying with culture is the main thing that separates Asian Americans, Asians, and uh, third culture kids. Because I, I can't imagine what it would be like to actually move around to a bunch of different countries,
0: yeah. and then like, where is your home? What do you identify so, with? And it gets fucking confusing. So, you know, be like, you know, for us, our next step would be like either you or me move to like Hawaii. Now, now we become like a Hawaiian Korean American. I'm going to Hawaii in, in a couple of months for vacation. By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then be like, oh, <laughs> I love Hawaii. Yeah, I, I know. Shout out to Hawaiians. We love y'all. Um, you know, brother. Bro, bro. Ben's doing the, uh,
1: the rock click-click. Mana.
0: Mana? Mana?
1: The finger thing with your thumb and your pinky? Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, Hawaiian, Samoans. Mana is a skill set that I always try to have
0: high when I play World of Warcraft. <laughs>
1: they're going to they're gonna be like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> is it called Mana?
0: Aloha mahalo. You know what I love about Hawaiians? Uh, you Hawaiian girls, all of you know how to fight. I realize that yes you you girls are low-key scary I because I, <laughs> I dated some of y'all and you guys are not shy about that I noticed that not shy at all whatsoever so uh um, but yeah that would be kind of our thing right if we just moved to Hawaii and that's like because Hawaii has such a deep beautiful rich culture so now you're learning that but you're also a New Yorker but you're also Chinese
1: but then if you were to move to Hawaii let's say next year and you lived there for the rest of your life where would you identify as would you still yeah. identify as a Queens kid, as a Korean, or uh, as a Hawaiian? Well, right, 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 you wouldn't be a mean. Hawaiian because we know there's a whole politics about that. And right. everything, but
0: I think it's like because I know obviously Hawaiians have some beef with like you know white folks. Obviously, right? So, but I think if you're Asian, you get a pass, and eventually you could be considered a local. That's what it is to yeah. be considered a local. I think you have to because. There's a lot of uh, Filipino and Japanese Hawaiians that aren't, but they're considered locals now.
1: Isn't there something where even those people would not call themselves Hawaiian?
0: There is a derogatory term which I totally forgot that they say to you if um, you're a non-local, and they don't want you to be a local. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. We need to look this shit up later. Yes, if they call you a local, it's like a term of endearment, like "oh, right. you belong here now."
1: Right. Like, that's kind of what it is. So you might call yourself a local resident, but you never call yourself Hawaiian.
0: Right. Like, I don't know. A loco moco. I don't know what you want to call it. Yo, I love loco
1: mocos, by the way. (laughs) By the way, it's fucking delicious. We have so many tangents today, but I I love loco mocos. Hawaiian
0: breakfast is very heavy. It's delicious. It's carb. It's it's meat heavy. Yeah, I was going to say, it's actually really fucking heavy.
1: Weird side note, Hawaiians make some of the best French toast. And it took me some while, but it's because Hawaiian bread is delicious.
0: Oh, I never thought about getting fucking French toast there.
1: Strangely enough, Hawaiian diners for breakfast and brunch and stuff, they're fire. You wouldn't think that the Hawaiian
0: diner game would be that good. Uh, check it back on an episode with the Chinatown, Koreatown battle. Where we're talking about our respective cuisines. Uh, clearly Korea won, but Linji does talk about dim sum. You know, Chinese breakfast of champs. Yes, Hawaiian breakfast has to be up there. Local molcas are fr-
1: freaking good. I try to make local mocos at home. It's just never it's the, the same? same. It's not the same.
0: It's the same thing with like poke bowls and shit here.
1: Poke is so readily available in Hawaii, yeah. and it's so good obviously because you're right by the water so it's Oof, fresh right yeah the stuff that we have here in new york and on the west coast it's too sauce heavy oh we have the same type right. of fish yeah let's yeah, yeah. just drench this shit in sauce and call yeah, it let's mask it that's why i miss pokey from hawaii so much because you go to like a supermarket yeah. any random supermarket or place on, on the side it was just as good you
0: could walk into a 7-eleven and get fresh ass tuna salmon yeah that's the fucking thing about that shit
1: i'm looking forward to my trip over there
0: oh yeah yeah enjoy you said when, when you flying out again I'm going to beep this part out. I'm implying i All right, cool. Uh, you'll know because I'm going to fuck it up and eventually <laughs> leak it. I'll probably go on vacation time during that too, though.
1: That's why. We have to record a bunch of episodes prior to my trip because I'm going for a couple weeks. If you guys see that there's like a two, three week gap in episodes. <laughs> two reasons. Yeah. Either Ben didn't show up for these recordings prior to it. I did
0: not go to Hawaii.
1: Or I just didn't want to edit the things prior to us leaving. But I'm going to try my best to pump out uh, as much stuff as we can prior I, to.
0: Uh, I do like this version of Linji. Um, I do feel less stress. Because like, when the wrath of Linji is activated... Dude, I haven't is, yelled at you so much. Because I'm so uh, more laid back with your bullshit. Yeah, and when he does... Oh man, it just ruins your day. You're like, yo, I can't... I'm going to so tell you
1: something that might ruin your the wrath day. wrath of Khan. okay? Because the listeners think they should be on your side. So me and Ben... Hey, had hey. had a session once recently. He didn't show up on time. Fine. So then we could not record two episodes. Yes. It upsets me to see him every single week. Yes. So he didn't show up or he was not feeling well. Yeah, yeah, that's some, some bullshit. He couldn't man up and just record a couple of episodes, right? So wow. I was like, hey, Ben, <laughs> if I somehow find time to record tomorrow, yes. will you show up so that we can record this week again? Yes. And I don't have to see you next week. Yeah. This guy says yes. But yeah. the thing about Ben is he doesn't think about the consequences of his actions.
0: Yeah. I don't I don't see the
1: He didn't show up the following day again. He woke up late or some shit, so we couldn't record. But what, what he doesn't know until right now is that when I meant if I Lynchy find time, when I said that and he agreed to it, I stayed up all night editing the episode so that I could have the following day free to record. And he just uh, didn't show up. See? Yes. Because Ben doesn't think. I, about, I did not think about that. You did not think about that. I'll tell literally now. You think everything exists in your little bubble and, and the stuff you do. I'm only <laughs> saying this to throw you under the bus in case people are on your side. So, Oh, I will speak on Lynch's behalf <laughs>
0: right now. I, I know I fuck up a lot. And it's but
1: sometimes you don't know the extent that, to which you gravity. fuck
0: up. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing I don't realize. Yes. I don't realize that. And, uh, well, it got a little hot in here. <laughs> bad now. Oh, shit. Is it uh, is global warming happening <laughs> now? I think it's happening in your living room. All right, fucker. Let's get back on topic.
1: <laughs> I got a little bit upset now. Oh, third culture kids. <laughs> third culture kids. It um, sounds like a
0: band. Should make a band out of it. You know, going back to what you're saying about wherever you live now, I think it's like recency, right? So if, you're, if we move to Hawaii, right? And you live there for, let's just say, until like 10 years, at least. Yeah. I think it's fair enough to say like, yeah, I'm, I'm Hawaiian.
1: But the whole point is, uh, this is for a kid in this mixed environment where he's being shuffled around. You and I, as adults, we're pretty like set in our ways. Right, we're comfortable, we
0: have, not insecure. It
1: doesn't bother you as much, but I can understand at the same time if you are that kid that's being bounced around yeah. and people ask you where are you from and you have to go through like a whole long explanation. Right. I'm born here, but my parents are here, but I lived here, but now I'm here, and, but I'm going back next year to here.
0: Are you thinking about more like the psychological yeah, like, exactly, consequences, I guess you can say about this? What yeah. it can uh, do to uh, someone's growth? That is true, I guess. I guess it depends on the environment. So if you grow if you move, right? Like imagine like we're here, right, in New York and you like for most part you had your friends here, love of your life, maybe, you know, like your girlfriend or boyfriend, yeah. or whatever, right? Now you get uprooted to another country or state, and it's like you're fucking miserable. And then it's like, Oh, I can't stand it here. So yeah, I guess, yeah. Uh, like you talked about consequences, there are consequences that come with that kind of thing.
1: There also are some uh, benefits too. Because oh, yeah. sometimes you can be the bridge between different cultures. Yeah. You have all this mixture of cultures that a kid who hasn't traveled around would never experience. You get a little bit of the best of both worlds.
0: Yeah. I would say you're definitely thinking glass half full, but uh, for <laughs> sure. No, because for most part, let's be real. Like if you move and you're a kid you're probably in like you're of just like you're like the only Asian kid in like a predominantly white and black school. Right. You're probably gonna get bullied. Hopefully that's not the case, but there's a good chance you just might get bullied just for being different. That's because just all that's kids just, are a bunch of assholes right, sometimes. Exactly like at a certain
1: age, no matter what race kid you are, you are like
0: a bunch of assholes. Dude, remember when I broke my, my leg in high school, right? My first year going to high school, you know, and I'm nervous as fuck. Every new school or every year I went to school. I always had a stomach ache, so I couldn't sleep the night before. For real? My mom actually was the one at that pointed. I was like, you know, you always get really sick the night before you have to go to school. And I realized I was like, oh, it's just like, yeah, you actually have a lot of anxiety and like you're really nervous.
1: No, that's surprising. I feel a little bit uh, bad for you. Yeah, I didn't realize. And until then I, I realized you made me stay up all night to edit, <laughs> and then you didn't show
0: up. So yeah, so I have like, I guess I have like really strong anxiety, which I didn't think about because huh. I would just get sick. So I'm like, oh, I'm just sick. Damn. I remember she was. She's the one that pointed out. I was like, oh, you're right. And I broke my leg. And I remember it was, the, it was so miserable because you know, I had to, I couldn't go live, like it was my first year of school, so I couldn't even like, make friends the way I wanted to. You know, like when you finish class, even just like going, taking the stairs together, like you, yeah, hopefully you and your
1: friends could just like walk down to the talk, next class, yeah. You know, or
0: like, at least like break the ice. Because I broke my leg, I had to take an elevator, right? Oh, I was a totally to, separate part of the school. It was like in the back. They had an old man elevator operator. He was so <laughs> creepy. It was like fucking uh, what's that dude from like Notre Dame, the hunchback Hunchback of of Notre Dame. Yeah. It was like that guy. And like he was like my only friend. So I had to always leave a little earlier because I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah, because I didn't want to bump into the kids in the hallway and I'll leave later. So I couldn't have any real interactions growing up during that one year that you had During the first year, which was really hard. I remember I had this one guy, this fucking senior fucking took my crutches and he actually tried to like take them away from me while I was sitting down. And I was like, "Dude, what a douchebag!" Yeah, what a douchebag. We need to find that guy right now. Yeah, it's like a him off. I will fuck the- you up right now.
1: Ben grew up into a very angry child. So <laughs> yeah, Be- fucking because of you, two hundred thirty pounds off. I will fuck you yeah. up. I will massacre you. The root of Ben's anger comes back to the one kid that took his crutches. Those push-ups is dedicated to that guy right now. But do you want to tell the listeners how you broke your leg?
0: oh fuck um i broke because my leg they can sympathize with you but let's part, hear how you this broke is, your leg this is like the story of my life i'm such a fat fuck at this point i i don't even know what it was we were walking up on northern boulevard in flushing and i had a cup of ice or something i threw it up in the air i tried to catch it matrix style matrix style so i'm leaning back on it this is on a decline of a hill kind of i don't even know how this happened but somehow my leg Snapped under the weight of my fat fuck I'm body. i now because this is. And I fell, and it happened so fast. Like I remember, I remember uh, my friends. They started running and stuff because we were just like goofing around. But I couldn't get up. They eventually, <laughs> I remember they were like blocks down, but they eventually came back. They're like, where's that fat fuck? Yeah, <laughs> Where is he they come back and they're like, "Yo, what are you doing?" I was like, "Yo, I can't get up." I thought <laughs> I had a cramp, and I tried to get it up. It didn't hurt. I was like, "Oh, this is weird. I can't get up. I can't get up." We had to call an ambulance. And I remember that you know, the paramedics they struggled picking me up. It was two dudes. It was two dudes, and they were like, in the, they were not old." It was an Asian dude and a black dude, and they're like, "Yo, kid, you're pretty heavy." <laughs> I, remember, I was like, "Fuck!" And then I remember I was talking to the paramedics. I was like, "Yo, you, what do you think is wrong with my leg?" He's like, ah, "I don't know." I was like, "I was like, it's probably a cramp, right?" Like, I never had a cramp in my life. You never had a cramp, but I didn't want it to be broken because you never moved that much in your life. Right, and I was like. It can't be broken. There's no way. I get to the hospital, they do the x rays, they're like, yo, kid, you broke it in four places. <laughs> and this is the worst part. My fucking father, right? I remember it was at Flushing Hospital. My dad, right? He comes. This is the worst part. My pediatrician calls me. He's like, good you know what? He's Korean too. He calls me. He's like, see, this is why I've been fucking telling you to lose weight. Because <laughs> your you're so fucking fat. Wow. You broke your like... pediatrician. Yeah. So I'm like, great. I, you know, I feel like shit now. I hang up on it. Then my dad comes and he's like, you fat fuck. Oh, wow. He's like, see, like, this is why you got to lose weight because you're probably broken because you're fat, and the doctor's just there like, oh shit, I feel bad for this kid. Um, the way they do it is he, they give you a drug. I don't I forgot what it was. It was great. MSG. MSG. It was fucking delicious. <laughs> Numb my whole my whole body or leg. But I remember he was just literally what they do is he just tried to stretch out straight, uh, strengthen and straight, uh, stretch out your leg. Did you forget how to speak English? I could. I was trying to, com- I was trying to combine strength
1: it was stretch. and stretch.
0: And straighten. They, sh- they stretch your leg out, and then they slowly just start wrapping your leg like it's a pinata. Oh, shit. That's what they do. That's how they get the cast on. And, you know, I'm fucked up, and this is the crazy part. I'm in the ER, right? My dad goes right next to the doctor and starts doing the Asian squat, and he starts fucking doing the shit with, with him. And I'm like, Dad, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, Son, I'm helping the doctor. I know what I'm doing. I was like, Dude! What the and-, and this is the crazy part. The doctor's cool with it. He just let him do it. Now my dad is my own nurse. They're literally just like hunched down, fucking str- pulling my leg, wrapping it and shit. I'm on drugs. I'm like, you gotta be kidding <laughs> me. My dad is fucking just, you know, fucking gun ho. like, fuck it, I'll do it. Um, I think he helped my leg. I don't have a limp. I can still work out. I can still play sports. I can still play basketball. Isn't one of your legs taller than the other? So yeah, dude. Oh man, that was another thing I remember I was so pissed about. So uh, growing up, I do sometimes occasionally have like ankle injuries. And I was like, why do I keep spraining my ankle? <laughs> my left leg is shorter than my fucking right leg. It's, which, which leg was broken? Uh, my left leg is broken and it's by four centimeters, which is at least an inch, that's, I believe. <laughs> at least. <laughs> is that, it is. You know what? I actually don't know if that's an inch That's the, or not. the conversion rate, right? We're it's in a, America. Yeah. Fuck the metric system. Yeah, I think it's like an inch and a quarter. That's a lot. That's a big difference. Exactly. So, oh, that's why I'm having always like these like weird issues and stuff like, when it comes with my hips, my lower back. So yeah. Uh, i forgot where we're going <laughs> where, yeah. i'm a fat fuck i i
1: broke my leg i think you were trying to say that you also had a weird time transitioning school as like other third culture kids i think yes I,
0: oh shit oh, that, oh that, that's th- what we're talking about third culture kids a long told time I ago you had
1: a point there but i yes. forgot your point was
0: but i guess the point is it's just like it's hard being a kid growing up and moving and uprooting the enough. benefits
1: of being a third culture kid for instance you try to learn more about your korean culture right but you have never for the most part experience actual authentic korean culture over there we learn about our this it's kind of like secondhand experience right secondhand smoke sure these third culture kids have had real experiences in their home country so like their oh, yeah ex- that's their true e- their experiences being of that culture are first hand experiences which is a complete positive you and i are just yeah. trying to bullshit our ways through being korean and chinese i
0: bet Depending on how old you are and you move over, you probably miss the fucking food. You're like, oh, it's just not the same here.
1: Yeah. That's a
0: big thing, right? There's like, like a certain
1: age point, And maybe my wife is like right on the borderline of it. But yeah. her, her sisters came here when they were in their teenagers.
0: Oh, so they
1: so... They had that culture really like in their blood from being right. over there. Right, right, but right. But then right. my wife was like at the year age where she was just old enough but not old
0: enough. right. Yeah, I would say, like, the food is probably the most important. So you're like, oh, man, this reminds me of food. Or, I mean, home for home. Or, like, oh, my God, I used to eat this growing up as a kid. You yeah, know, food like. always triggers these memories in you, like, no matter where you are. Do we have a third culture friend? I'm trying to think about that, actually. Uh, I feel like I do, but they're not, like, close, close. But, like, I definitely know some coworkers for sure. That came to America later in life. Yeah, and then, like, you know, like, because, you know, how they say, like, oh, do you consider yourself a New Yorker? I think, for the most part, I consider New York as, like, the one place where you don't have to live here that long, but there's some things that you know. Like I think for New Yorker, it's just like yo, be fast, put your head down. It's okay that the guy doesn't have pants on the subway. Exactly, it's fine. That's you know? just, that's just a normal morning. Like you're toughened up and stuff. Yeah, for me, I'm like ah, you're a New Yorker. You know, you maybe hop the subway train once in a while in your life. You're a New
1: Yorker. Although non-New Yorkers kind of like think new yorkers are a bit rash and harsh
0: oh absolutely right
1: it's that weird thing it's like how you and i shit on each other and on the surface level we just seem like a bunch of uh loud annoying douchebags yeah which i guess is kind of true but we're not like that as much we have respect for women we have respect for other people we have
0: you have occasional respect for me i have occasional occasional very very infrequent a garnish
1: New Yorkers sometimes get a bad rap because on a service level to other non-New Yorkers, we seem very harsh.
0: Right. And, you know, for us, I think we rather appreciate you being harsh and real instead of being fake and nice and talking shit behind our back. Yes, yes. I mean... Talk um, shit to our faces. Yes, exactly. Tell me. Tell me, like, Linji, that's why I love him. And I had this one time with this homeless guy, right? I was at this house party, right? And uh, we're all trying to leave. Well, I was trying to leave. The last person I was with, it was this kid. He was fucked up. Like, he smoked tons of weed, but he didn't drink. To the point where he just started vomiting as soon as we got outside. When did we talk about the vomiting? Was it during this episode or during the last one? I forgot. Okay. A lot of vomit stories. And he's vomiting, vomiting, vomiting. I'm like, holy shit. Everyone left. I was like, I can't leave this kid. So he's on the sidewalk sitting down now. Yeah. And I said, hey, like, just stay here. I'm going to go to the bodega and get you some fucking water. So I go to the bodega, right? I get the water. I even got him a cup. I come out. There's a homeless guy outside, right? He's Uh like, hey, brother, you got to... Can you spare a dollar and yeah, shit? Yeah. And I was like, yo, my bad. My friend is really fucked up. He's over there right now. Let me check up on him and I'll come right back and I'll get you some food. Yeah, yeah. And I was dead ass serious about it. Yeah. This homeless motherfucker was <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. No, you don't have no drunk friend over there. You're just trying to make some bullshit excuse. Yeah, I was yeah. like, and I'm, mind white. I'm still walking and yelling like out in the street, right? <laughs> to like have this conversation because I didn't want to stop because of, of my friend. I was like, yo, if you don't believe me, bring your ass over and follow me right now, and I'll show you my friend that's fucked up, all right? And you can help me then. How about that? Did he follow you? He did not follow me. <laughs> I just hear this motherfucker. just cursing in the back now. And I'm like, this motherfucker. That's a New York conversation that's in a, a nutshell. And then you, then you guys shook hands and then
1: afterwards. Yeah. Afterwards,
0: I was like, see, I told you, bro. You didn't believe me, right? Yeah. Who feels stupid now? I get to the, uh, my friend. This motherfucker actually disappeared. <laughs> and I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Oh, so then you look like you're just bullshitting. I look like I was bullshitting now. Yeah. I'm looking for him. Thank God he got to a fucking cab. But that was pretty much... I was pissed. I was just like, "Great!" I this just- sounds
1: like the story of the Sixth Sense with Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But it's like, it's like your friend was bar. never there. Yeah, <laughs> it's like me. Like I was like my best friends at a bar, but that guy never existed. <laughs> he he never existed the whole time. Yo, imagine the bartender's like, "Yep, that's what happened after he lost his wife." Yeah.
1: Yep. New Yorkers, generally speaking, will always help you out. We just do it with a attitude sometimes. Yeah. Do you think New York is a spot to be a a culture kid? Oh hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I think we can agree with that. New York is so diverse. Queens especially is so diverse. No one gives a shit where you identify with if if you're from Queens. Right. No one gives a shit. And if you look different, great. Where's your neighborhood? Where's your hood? Because
0: there's a hood for
1: every fucking culture
0: in Queens. Wherever you are and if you have any doubt like, damn, will I find my home here in New York? There's probably that place or that person or that group that you'll be, oh, thank God. Yeah. Japanese, Chinese, Korean, whatever it is. You know, Jewish, it doesn't matter.
1: You know, it's funny, the Japanese scene in New York City is pretty mid.
0: Yeah, what is that? It's also, um, let us know. Japanese people tend to be
1: in Astoria, Sunnyside. They're very scattered. There isn't a heavy Japanese town in New York yeah. City, which you would think there would be. I think the closest thing was St. Mark's, right? St. Mark's right was then. just quote unquote the Japan area just because it had a bunch of yakitori spots. Yakitori and here. ramen spots. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was it. And like a couple anime That's shops. It. That was yeah. it. There is not a heavy Japanese population here unless they're just really, really quiet.
0: They're, they're the real niggas.
1: Actually, Now that I think about it, the whole um country of Japan is dealing with this population decline. So maybe. Oh, shit. Maybe we have the same shit happening here. Like, there's just that little Japanese people. I saw something on the news recently where the prime minister of Japan was saying, like, if this population decline continues, we cannot exist as a society in this country anymore. Damn. Like, try to put people on blast. You need to start making some
0: babies. Yeah. Start fucking raw. Raw dog, everyone. <laughs> i just had nothing to say that's what the prime minister said he's like people of japan we need to raw dog with each other more you gotta be like a bunch of rabbits yes more
1: cream pies it's okay it's the year of the rabbit anyways
0: <laughs> he, he's he's being for real like that's true man like the japan as a society man they they're fucking awesome dude let's just wrap up
1: this topic about um tkc third culture kids and asian american not taekwondo not taekwondo wait right. tai Quan. That's not even the same letters, dude. <laughs> it's made me think twice. <laughs> that's a TKD. This is TCK. Oh, okay. Gotta take okay. care of the TLC. Okay. From Louis CK. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, third culture kids. Relatively new term, I would say, that's been popping around. So I- in case you guys didn't know what it was, you listened to this episode. Now you still don't know what it is.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's some of our listeners that definitely go through this, whether you're like any descent like please like chime in and let us know because that's a really interesting you must have a very interesting story hopefully it's been more good than bad i think of at course. the
1: end of the day your feelings about who you are is just the amalgamation of all the different experiences Ooh, that you've lexicon, had
0: lexicon amalgamation
1: look at this guy lindges what's your favorite new word of the podcast uh, can i say lexicon it starts with a d what is it Diaspora, dude. Oh yes, um,
0: diaspora.
1: We're gonna put that onto a t-shirt. If we make a t-shirt, it, it's gonna say D E E, a, <laughs> spora. It's gonna oh. say D
0: E E dash A dash spora. Uh, shout out to our uh, monster, one of our listeners for uh calling me out a on bunch that. of listeners called you out oh, on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure, <actually. laughs> what are you talking about yes
1: you probably saw that one single message but a bunch of people loved your pronunciation of
0: diaspora aka uh, diaspora diaspora guys the thing that lindy said is the it's better than uh neosporin exactly better than, it's stronger than
1: <laughs> Ben, you know it's bacitracin right tracin bro say it again bacitracin All right, getting on to our favorite topic of the topic, our favorite segment of the whole podcast. Sorry, I just had a bunch of saliva in my mouth, ranting and raving. Ooh. All right, Ben, what are you upset about in your shitty life this Uh, week?
0: What's it? So you know when you're taking a shit? Yes, I take those every day. Yeah, so when you're taking a shit, right? And you know how now they have these like, electronic sensors and stuff so you don't have to touch the handle and they just flush automatically oh like at the public bathroom okay right right which are good right uh so there's a problem when it's too (laughs) sensitive so what happens is let's see you know sometimes you do a little movement and then it starts flushing while you're still sitting on it oh and then it's like a whirlwind like a tornado of of your shit water and now it's a very disgusting bidet (laughs) bring up your asshole and then the worst part is like, oh fuck! Let me, you know, I got a wipe. Blah blah. But it's blah, right? everywhere. Right, it's everywhere. And and <laughs> then and then what? The worst part is like after that's done, it's so sensitive. It still does it again when you're not done. So I had an experience where <laughs> uh, this thing kept fucking flushing my asshole. Why you? Why you still? Why you still, still see this? So uh, please. I don't know what's the sensory uh, (laughs) sensitivity, you know, if there's a Bluetooth control for it, (laughs) the Bluetooth control. But yes, it is a very shitty feeling. That's the same. So that is my rant.
1: Have you ever used a bidet? Yeah, I have. Have you? Yeah. I don't think I can recall ever actually using a bidet. Really? I've been to houses where they have the toilet, that have the bidet, but the only plus side I like about those fancy toilets is when the seat is heated. Yes. Fuck bidets. Just get me a heated toilet seat. Yeah. Game changer. This
0: might be the only thing where I, I've i done something more more rich than Linji, which is use a, a bidet, it sounds like. It's more sanitary. People say it's, it's more sanitary. It's, it's, it's honestly, my butthole feels way cleaner. I feel like I can shake people's hands with my butthole. <laughs> <Like>, There's
1: <laughs> <laughs> like so much with you and your pants off all the time. I don't know it's what like, to oh, say. Prime Minister of Japan. Hold <laughs> on. Let me, let me take my pants off. <laughs> They're not common here in the US, but in Asia and Europe and yeah. everything. It's just, it's the norm. I guess we are weird. It's not that that is weird. It's we are weird for not having bidets.
0: I just feel like also, like when I wipe, I don't know about you, but like I feel like I have to use so much toilet paper while I'm wiping.
1: <laughs> it's like, it's does like. Does that a, speak to the size of your butthole or does that speak to a, the
0: mess you create? Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a marker. Keep swiping. Do you
1: have a bidet in your house? No, right?
0: Are you kidding me? No. Hell no, bro. I have a ladle. That's what I use, bro. I have a fucking ladle next to the toilet. That's what I use, bro.
1: You know, I'm trying to figure, I'm, I'm actually trying to picture how you would use a ladle. No, you know, I have a turkey baster. That's what I have,
0: bro. It's a fucking turkey that, baster. That
1: actually might be better. Like a, like a turkey baster can actually squirt up your butthole, but yeah, yeah. a ladle, I'm not sure how you would do it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was just feeding my asshole with the. He just walks into the backyard with, with the water.
1: with the garden <laughs> <They just> <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Uh, what about you,
0: man? What, uh, what do you uh, got? What do you got this week or just past ten minutes?
1: <laughs> do you wash the dishes, Ben? Yeah. Do you wash chopsticks? Yeah. Is it me, or is it like frustratingly hard to wash the tips of the chopsticks clean? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Sometimes I just don't give a shit, and the tips are not that clean. But when I actually try to like. Clean it thoroughly? Clean it thoroughly when my wife is looking at me when I'm doing the dishes and oh. I have to do a better job at it. I'm like, holy shit. You literally have to take the sponge and every individual tip of it, and especially if it has like something uh, crusted on, Yeah, it takes fucking forever to thoroughly clean your chopsticks.
0: That is true. I hate when you have to clean up or do your dishes for certain things where it's like, oh man, there's a lot of like, you have to put more muscle into it. That's why I don't like cooking with cheese sometimes. With just. cheese? Yeah, so like, if you make like a pasta dish yeah you know sometimes it's like oh man your pen isn't that uh, stick. yeah yeah yeah. you know what i mean like it's you baked it on. in or some shit it's like oh fuck i'm gonna have to like really get into this mofo right here
1: but like chopsticks can't be solved except for manual labor you can't stick a dirty crusty chopstick tip into a dishwasher and just expect yeah, it to come out. Right. Ho- like there's no fucking way it's gonna come out clean. it's like
0: so thin that the water doesn't yeah. it can't graze the water
1: I guess now that I'm saying this out loud, you could technically put it upside down in like a cup of water inside the sink and just have it slowly dissolve a little bit. But even then you still have there's to scrub so every tip. Yeah, yeah, it's so right? extra work. Sometimes I am like I just want to use wooden replaceable chop. I'm non non-replaceable, replaceable. You know what I'm yeah, trying to yeah, say? Like yeah, take-out yeah. chopsticks in my house instead cuz I feel like there's less cleaning of
0: that. I will say this, we have our CFO. Every time we go, you know, over his place, when we have like, you know, a gathering, I do think it's great that he does use like paper plates and cups and shit. But at the same time, like damn, that, that is that's really, really bad. That yeah. is really bad. I'm gonna call yeah. you out on that, bro. <laughs> I, I love it. But at the same time, I'm like that, we should not be, because that's why it's like. Yeah, I realize how much more convenient it is. Just throw it away.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm guilty of doing the same shit too. When I have like these large, large gatherings, I don't right. want to wash a million plates.
0: But you're justified in that when it's a large gather. But our guy, oh, he you does mean, like, it. On the day to day, he does, on he does the day-to-day, that. day to day, bro. Oh, okay,
1: that's, then he's fucking lazy then. I that's say, what I'm saying. On, on the day to day, I never use paper stuff. I have plates. because hey, we go over and shit,
0: you'll see. Like you're telling me if it's just him and his wife cooking, he uses paper shit? Maybe I'm wrong, but for the most part, I feel like I've noticed that. You see his like, you know, his grand piano, <laughs> his, you know, marble water fountain, and then all of a sudden there's Dixie cups and plate. <laughs> and I'm like, huh. Oh, that's weird fine china where's the fine china where's the
1: where's the corolla here he has that fine china cabinet and has like dixie solo cups inside all right guys we're at the outro all right ben i guess we'll continue on this trend each time you get progressively Uh better at doing the outro oh go for it ben all right so this is the outro
0: um this is a great episode can you say this
1: whole outro without saying the word um
0: let's try it this is the outro it was very exciting how do you feel Amazing. Wonderful. I'm just staring at you, waiting for you to say, um... My brain is using <laughs> a lot more brain power and I'm <laughs> focusing sweating. a lot harder. Sweating. There's going to be a lot more pauses in this. You can find us at... uh <laughs>
1: five. It's really hard. Speaking is Damn. hard. As two people would scream on the internet, speaking is actually pretty hard.
0: Yeah. You know, it's crazy when people would tell me all the time, like, oh, I want to do a podcast. And I tell them, like, look, I don't even do 99% of this shit and it is hard for me. So when you're talking about editing and marketing getting supplies and scheduling, talk to my guy Lindsay He'll tell you it's bad. And even for me, the guy that barely does it, even for me, I get stressed. So yeah, uh, if you're going to do it, there's a lot of behind the scenes shit you must do. But uh, mainly you have to talk. The talking part is hard. Yes. Mainly you have to learn how to talk. You can find us on our handles on most platforms. You can find us on Spotify, Google, Apple, Zanga, MySpace, uh, OnlyFans, and uh, War Station Pod. You could DM us on Instagram, or f- find us most accessibly. I would say accessibly, accessibly, right? And no, is that excessively or as accessible? <laughs> so we're on most major platforms. We are also doing our bonus episode content. You can find it on either Spotify or Apple. Spotify has been a little spotty. Ha
1: ha 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 ha! Puns, love those puns.
0: Yes. It is an issue, but if you have any issues, just try to come back to us. It's great content, or you can Uh, just
1: go to the episode description box. I'll have a direct link. So if you don't see that option on Spotify, you can click on that. Right on on Apple, I'm gonna cut you off on Apple. (laughs) (laughs) On Apple, it's actually really straightforward. There are no issues. Just go on the top page. It'll say like subscribe and exactly. You you give us that four ninety nine and change. Um, we get about a dollar eighty (laughs) seven cents
0: from it. Uh, Ben is exaggerating, but not by much. (laughs) <laughs> the most recent episode we talked about how Linji is contemplating becoming the first uh, uh, French Chinese American to go into MMA oh, what
1: the <laughs> fuck I'm just I'm just processing this joke slash statement and I don't really uh, he's like Yo, what the I have, my, I have my baguette baguette, my baguette. <laughs> I have my baguette ready it's getting ultra stale it's getting harder and oh, harder by the day ultra instinct baguette and shit I'm ready to smack you over the head with my baguette <laughs> This is probably the most important thing. Rate us and review us on Apple or Spotify. Please. Uh, Five stars only. We don't want
0: your constructive criticism. No, please don't. (laughs) Just do an emoji, a thumbs up emoji, and that's it. How did I do on my intro? It's getting better, right? It's an outro, by the way. You already fucked up. Oh, (laughs) the opposite of the intro. How did you think? Uh, It was okay. It's not that bad. Yeah? right. So
1: tell your friends and family about it. The only way that we can grow bigger and um, annoy more people
0: on the internet is if you tell your friends. Exactly. Um, take your girlfriend or your wife's credit card or vice versa. <laughs> Subscribe to us. If you're underage, obviously go to your older brother or sister. Take their card from their wallet. <laughs> go to your parents. Um, go to your mom's purse. Take it out, you know, and just sign us up. As a legal disclaimer, that is joke. <laughs> but yes, uh, sure. Wink, wink, joke, joke. Yes, but do it.
1: Please do it. I guess we'll be back every single week. Uh, catch you guys next week. Adios. Peace. Bye.